Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to AGN or Aimless Gaming News. Bit of a weird name, I know. I don't know why I picked it. I just did. I was looking for a username on my Twitch and I thought of Aimless and it was available. This is going to be the first of many episodes. I like everything related to games. Who the fuck doesn't? Like this day and age of quarantine, we need something to do. And man, they're there for you. And they, they never complain. They're just there. So, the problem is, is that sometimes you don't know which one to choose. What do you want to play? I don't bloody know. I'm at the stage where I don't know what I want to play. I don't know if I want to play anything. But I still like to lose. I still like knowing about shit. Like, Cyberpunk 2077 is the game that I am looking forward to the most. And God, it's like 120 days to go. So when people say so many weeks, you're like, ah, it's not too bad. And then you say it in days, and then you're like, okay, well, fuck. I need to do something. And this time with COVID, it's turning into a real self-discovery sort of thing. Like, I have I used to be able to go out whenever I want. Now it's just like, do I need to? Do I need to? It used to be, life used to be so much more free. So I'm just utilizing the internet a lot more. So... Eh, I figured, why not do this? Some people might like to know what's going on. Might like to have something to chat about every now and then. And hell, maybe get involved in the show. Who knows? Um, essentially, all I'm going to be doing is I'm going to give a viewpoint on the past week of news, uh, of stuff that, like, upcoming games that people will be hyped about, or that I'm hyped about. You might not be, but that's for you to discover. And then there's also stuff like stuff that's happening in the current climate of gaming news like things that are being debated about whether it was a valid reason or certain things like Blitzchung back in the day. I say back in the day, it wasn't that long ago, but him being banned for saying something on the public forum of a stream about uh, Hong Kong. So there will be a video uh, on YouTube that shows me going through the sources of what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, it's easy for you to get to my YouTube if you go to my Twitter because I haven't got a normal YouTube name yet. I've got a whole load of numbers as my bloody link. So there's no way I'm reading that out to you and there's no way that you're going to be writing it down or any kind of way that's going to happen. So instead, we have another little thing called Twitter where I could put in my bio a hyperlink to everything you want to know. So my Twitter is twitter.com slash aimless. Now, that's A-1-M-L-E-S-S. It's, yeah, I'm not getting the normal uh, aimless. There's no way. I'm pretty damn lucky just to have to use a 1 as an I instead at the moment. Um, I'm not to the level where I've got enough viewers on YouTube to have a normal name, so Twitter will have to do. As it happens, on Twitter, I also do post when I go live for, to, for streaming on Twitch for whatever reason that I take my fancy, or if a podcast goes out. So there's also that as a reason to follow. So much appreciated. So, uh, Halo has been announced to getting an update. They released a YouTube video to sort of say, hey, Master Chief Collection Halo 3 is coming out July 14th, which is tomorrow, time of recording. Um, I like the fact that they finally decided to, yeah, let's get it to PC, because um, Halo 1 and 2 was originally on PC, although a lot of PC players did not play 2, because 2 was on bloody Vista. And no one wanted to touch Vista when it came out. Oh, God, no one wanted it. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that they're sort of like... And I'm glad they're reasoning chronologically on the PC Master Chief Collection as well. Because it means it gives people a better paint of the universe in terms of like storyline. 
which is what Halo is. It's just a big storyline, really, uh, about one individual named the Master Chief, um, who was a great character. He's very simple. You could still imprint upon him as, as being like him, but he had a very uh, recognizable voice that everyone liked. Um, I, I love Master Chief. He was like the first main character I actually, I actually enjoyed. And the fact that he had the same birthday as me, March 7th, gang gang, may have helped a little bit. It was typically two games. It was Call of Duty and Halo. Halo was like the campaign game, but the multiplayer was still good fun as well. Blood Gulch, everyone loved. Um, and yeah, Call of Duty sort of pick, was, was picking up at that point. Uh, I like the fact that this Master Chief Collection is going in order because then it's like it's not the typical order. Because like when it was originally going out, uh, Halo Reach, which is the first in the PC Master Chief Collection, came out pretty damn late in comparison to the rest of them. Like I think it was like fifth in the list. Uh, I think uh, we go through them. It went through Halo One, uh, which was on PC and Xbox original. Halo Two which was on the, uh, I believe, the original Xbox still, and Vista, though. Ugh. Um, and Halo 3, which is 360, I remember. Didn't come on PC, so PC players were cucks. And then I remember it was Halo Wars. Yeah, Halo Wars. It's fun, the weird thing about Halo Wars, Halo Wars was an RTS, and yet they didn't release it on PC until like a lot later if i remember right it was like um xbox 360 with a controller and rts games were typically pc using mouse controls so i found it very odd that they didn't release it to pc um after that was odst so it was like a filler basically game um and then after that was reach now in terms of like canon story based on books kind of stuff reach was actually the first event it was like ground zero it's when the covenant was discovered essentially um and then one, two, three, uh, and yeah. So three, actually, three is one of the best ones, better ones, I think, because it, it's where you got to have that graphical evolution. Because that was at the point where graphics were becoming a thing, but they were still early days. Because Xbox original was, if you look back at it now, you're like, wow, I used to think this looked good because it was just a lot of plates, <laughs> essentially. It was a lot of polygons, but not that many polygons. And then three came about, and it was like it was hugely different. It was like it gave you a whole new lease on like what uh, your Master looked like, what the Grave Mind. I remember Grave Mind specifically. Grave Mind in two versus Grave Mind in three was a hell of a difference. And like the mission in three, where you're like going through like the like the belly of the beast, uh, where everything's made of flesh. That's a, that's a nasty level because you're just like yeah, grossed out by it, but that's cool because it's like it's something different. Like it wasn't like it was like the uh, the old Doom walls because the doom walls if uh, on like the old school doom because it was so like graphically um lacking you couldn't really appreciate them whereas now when like the new dooms for example you look at those walls you're like oh that is like oh that is gross but it's awesome you know what i mean so yeah three is out tomorrow basically and if anyone's happy about that, by all means, play it. I put, I, I bought the whole lot when it first came out. It was like six quid a game or something. Uh, so you got all of them and then you just got to update it. So that's good fun to go to. Anyway, that's enough about Halo. I could talk about Halo for a long time. Um, so I went off a bit of a tangent there. I apologize. Uh, next, THQ Nordic has uploaded that their Kingdom of Amalur, uh Reckoning is getting remastered. And they've aptly named it Re-Reckoning. So uh, it just seems to be it's a case of it's a remaster in terms of um, it's got all the DLCs in it. 
So uh, but it's a graphical fidelity. Um, they, they 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 sort of skirt around it whether it's a um, whether it's actually like changed in terms of combat mechanics or whether it's a case that they've changed um, just the look of it. So is it a re- is it a, like a read actual remaster, uh, or is it a uh, reskinning basically? Because like if you look at the the Steam actual page of it, it's they 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 they're very vague with their wording. They basically say uh, remastered with stunning visuals and refined gameplay. So the refined gameplay part is what gets me. Are they saying that the existing system is refined gameplay because it was a refined system? It was a good refined system, or have they refined it again for this remaster? Uh, although I don't know what they could do to improve upon the existing system if they add more trees or stuff like that. There was a lot of diversity with that game, um, if I remember correctly. And it was um, a lot to un- <laughs> to unlock stuff. Um, but anyway, that has been confirmed for September 8th uh, of this year. In terms of um, platforms, it's PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So this was made for a long time, it looks like. Which makes me, as, gives me hope for, like, maybe they've redone the system in some way. I can't remember any, like, specific nags that I had with the game in terms of system. Uh, but if there were any, I'm sure the forums would have said that so when the game came out. So I'm sure there's references. Um, but if there's anything like that, I hope they've ironed that out because that's what a remaster is. It's like it's like you hate to hear it when you hear about a game that is like critically acclaimed back in the day, but it still had its issues. Like remasters that were literally just a graphical overhaul and nothing else was changed. Like Crash Bandicoot, where they tried to remaster it and do an overhaul of the system, but in changing his model's shape in terms of how the game handled it. I think he, previously he was a, like a, a rectangular cube sort of shape, whereas they made him into an oval circular sort of shape. Uh, and as a result, that meant you didn't you you were having issues like uh, famously that you hear people talk about the ice bridge one, where it it becomes a real problem trying to make certain long jumps because the square gave you a little bit extra jumping capacity, whereas the oval didn't so much or the circle didn't so much in comparison. Um, so I have hopes that Kingdom Hearts Law is one of those games that was very underrated. It was one of those games that no, a lot of people hadn't heard of. And yet it was such a fun game because it was its own IP. It was something sort of like a, a mix of everything in that it was your decisions affected how your relationship with factions. Um, but like, like I, I remember very, very like vividly that there was one where you was at, you was essentially in an area that was like a, there was war going on where there was a a monster of the deep sealed within a building. Uh, I can't remember if it was a coliseum or tower sort of thing, but essentially there was a guy that was sealed in there and he's essentially on the verge of breaking out of that seal, or oh, he's trying to break out. And there's the normal people on the ground uh, and from the surrounding kingdom trying to say, uh, no, thank you. We want him to stay put. Uh, and you, as the unbiased hero that you are, you go in, fight everything until you encounter the seal spot where he's located and he's broken the seal enough that he can talk to you. So he tries to convince you to let him out. Um, but he was very, it's very sneaky. Like I'll give you a little hint if you've ever done this game. So the, being the bad guy that is trying to convince you that he'll give you power, he will give you that power. He will. Um, I, it was me thinking, oh, I could release him and they won't know. 
like he, like he's already breaking out. He's got to the level where he could speak to me and present a sort of shady image to me. Um, they know I've gone up to fight and that kind of thing, but they don't know if I succeed or not. I could fall back and say, oh, no, 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 no. Game didn't think that far. It was more like, uh, if you let him out, everyone's going to know you let him out and you'll have gained that power. But man, you have fucked up some relationships. Um, and that's what I did. <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. And with that game, I can't remember if you could go back saves, but I did. I, I couldn't. I was like, no, I did not want to do that if I knew. But that's sort of the the way that decision games are meant to be played. You shouldn't roll back saves. It was just I was a kid when it came out, and I was like, no, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be the good guy, but like bad when I could get away with it bad. Um, which is sort of like the best, I think. <laughs> it's like, let me be devious. Um, so yeah, that is um, confirmed for September 8th for Re-Reckoning Kingdom of Amalur, uh, PC, PlayStation, Xbox One. Okay, next, the Xbox Twitter account has announced that the pre-show uh, for their game showcase is going to be at 8am on July 3rd, with the main show starting at 9am Pacific Time, um, or PT, so whatever your equivalent time is. Um, yeah, not much to say about that. They've said it's going to be on YouTube Gaming, and yet on the little image they present, they also show Twitch. And Facebook and Twitter and Xbox.com. So, does that mean that's where all the locations are going to be streamed, or is it they were paid to say at YouTube Gaming in the tweet? Because who loves that? He doesn't love that bit of marketing money. That's to be seen. But essentially, July 23rd is the Xbox Games pre show. I don't personally actually watch the pre show things, I've got better things to do in my life. Uh, like 9 a.m. PT, my time. Let's have a Google. Is five o'clock PM, so half hour before I finish work at the start of the day, and when I finish work, I go make myself some dinner first off. So I might make, put it on while I'm cooking, but yeah, I typically wait for the summary points for these because they tend to go on. I mean, geez, like they do waffle. I'm like, just give me the information that I care about. What is this game? Have you got any new IPs? If so, what are they? Give me a gameplay trailer or some kind of trailer to give me an idea of the gameplay uh, or, or the uh, your system in mind. Or are there upcoming games that you uh, have in your, under your belt that are like, hey, these are what are coming out soon or this is a DLC for an existing game that we've got coming out soon. Here's a deal that you can have if you want to try the existing game cheap. I, can, I guess I, I probably don't see a see it, see it or something like that. Alright, well that one's like a nice quick one. Next, uh Watchdog Legions. So this one is uh obviously a new watchdog show. Uh like when it comes to like graphical presentation, like people are still burned out from how one turned out, and I am one of those people because I'm like, I really like the way it looked. I like the idea of being able to that. I had like the top graphics card at the time when it came out. I think I was a ten eighty. Um not a Titan. I'm not that fucking yeah, alright, Jesus, calm down. But and then the game just turned out to be, yeah, not close. And because man, I remember that trailer; it was so good. And that, that particular mission where you had the dead mouse look like DJ bad guy uh, was a fun, fun mission. It was a really fun mission. I enjoyed that one a lot because it was very like fleshed out. It felt, um, it felt a lot like a, like a lot more time had been spent on that particular slice, which is, it makes sense because it was also the trailer. Um, but yeah, people are burned out on one. Two wasn't bad, but two was very like uh bandwagon of social media stuff. 
Three looks like it might be a bit of a mix. It's hard to tell. It's the same CEOS sort of a system from what I can tell in that you're an individual who is in your city of choice, or not choice, in this case, their city of choice, which is London. Yay, good old England. Um, and essentially, some terrorist does some fucked up shit, and as a result, they, being the government, hires a PMC organization, apparently. And that PMC organization is a bit power hungry, being a PMC organization there. Like, if you hear stories about PMCs, they tend to be a bit roguish and not to be like follow the typical rules of engagement, shall we say? Uh, based uh, short stories, stories tend to say that they can be better dicks. That's probably just loud individuals, though. Like, you got not, not who knows? I'm not a bloody military uh, supervisor, so who am I to say on how PMCs behave? Anyway, this game is saying BM PMCs are power hungry dicks. And essentially, you as a citizen of London in the UK are not so happy about that. And you want to say, fuck you, I want to do kick your ass, essentially. But you you know, as a one-man army, you can't do everything on your own. Or one girl army. I don't know how, however you prefer. Um, so the essential description of the matter is, is a terrorist organization, PMC organization, has been hired to keep the peace and keep the peace they do. Because if you don't keep to their rules, Man, you get locked up. Um, basically, the stages of the game that they're describing is recruit people, essentially. Um, recruit and play as anyone. Build your own resistance group. Uh, stage two is rally that resistance group to the city's tech. So City OS probably uh, kicks in as well. Oh, it's, it's, it's a watchdog game. Of course, hacking has to be a part of it. But Jesus. Um, use the city's tech and firepower against those pulling the strings and take jolly old London back. Um, but we all know that all it's going to do is probably called more mass. I remember the ending of one. There was a lot of shit that got, but the amount of damage that happened in the end of one was like probably quite expensive. And that's probably what happened in London. And uh, God forbid any of the, uh, the Buckingham Palace. Imagine something happens to that. But as a game, you have to. Like, oh, you have to. Like, the only time I'm going to spend time in the actual Buckingham Palace, if it's in that game, I won't mind as long as it's bloody accurate, which is unlikely. Um, and then part three, they're saying there's also online games. I never been a fan of the online stuff. Like the online stuff was seemed always very tacked on and side uh, thing. That was based on one though. Two, I didn't do online any of it. I also didn't really expose it. One was very much like, "Ooh, do you know where this person is? Follow this beeping noise until you can find them," and then scan individual people that are sitting on benches and hoping that one of them is the people that you want to find. That was essentially what one was for online for me. Um, so this, where they're saying essentially, is you could do online co-op. That is not. Terrible to me doing co-op for the single story mission. It's like I've always enjoyed. I'm a very campaign person. I enjoy campaign. I played COD's campaign first, completed my highest difficulty first because I saw that as sort of like a training regime for multiplayer, which was uh, right to certain levels. But by the time by, by the time I finished the campaign, most people were way better than the campaign's uh, max difficulty. And if like you're good enough, my campaign isn't even that hard on there. Anyway, besides the point. Uh, essentially they're saying there's little like side activities as well. So bare knuckle boxing, this is London. So it's like, yeah, you got to have a little bare knuckle boxing sign. You get underworld, you got a decent snatch. Uh, um, freestyle football. Yeah, I've got a bit of the footy. Uh, illegal couriering and posting street art. Um, that is Watch Dogs. In terms of like, uh, I think Watch Dogs 1 was actually the game that like stopped me pre-ordering ever again. So we'll see. Ubisoft hasn't had the better, like that, like the greatest of uh, releases in the past. I don't know. I actually can't think of the last Ubisoft game I played. Um, that's not helpful at all, is it? <laughs> uh, 
who cares what you spend it on as long as it's for games, really. As long as you don't get burned by it. As long as you learn your lessons. Because, man, the amount of people that I know that have not learned their lessons from pre-ordering shocks me. Like, it's Ubisoft. Slow your roll. Just give it. Wait, don't pre-order it. Wait. When it comes out, if you don't want spoilers, just don't play it for a bit. Just look at people, look at Reddit and see if people complain. Because if they do, which they probably will, you know that you're going to want to wait for a patch. Especially if it's something very stupid. Like, oh, this bugs out on mission two or something like that. Anyway, that's my rant over. You can tell I don't like pre-ordering. Um, that has been uh, set for pre-order for 29th October this year. So it's uh, 29th October 2020. And in terms of uh, actual consoles and such, it is Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, PC, and Stadia. Stadia, that's the thing. God. I feel sorry for people that own Stadia because it was presented as like a, a thing that is essentially saying it's like a Xbox Game Pass, but you don't need to have a console to play these games. Uh, and that's not true. It, I don't think that could be me misinterpreting it. I'm not saying they're false advertising, but that's the sort of like gist I got of it. It's like, hey, you could buy this little thing that let you basically play anything on any device um, from this service. It was like GeForce Now is what I saw it. And I had experience with GeForce Now because I had a Shield tablet, which never got patched ever, by the way, which is one of the reasons that I don't like NVIDIA devices, <laughs> apart from their GPUs. Um, but other than that, it, it wasn't GeForce now. It was essentially you buy a game through their system and play it on their system, but you pay full price. And I believe some games that were turning free, like Destiny 2, you still had to pay for on Stadia until it eventually became free. I don't know when it came free, or even if it is still free, I don't own Stadia. But little stuff like things like that, it makes you know, like the people that, and it being Google, a lot of people were like, eh, they could drop it in six months to a year's time. Which is unfortunate thought, because Google is a decent company, or at least they're a very rich company. But the fact that people look at their projects and think they could abandon that anytime, really, um, it, it's sort of a shame. Because Stadia has like suffered for it. It's like I just looked at the Reddit, and it was just under seventy thousand members on the Reddit, and it was created in February twenty nineteen. That is a shame, because it means that the platform can't prosper because of it. Anywho, enough of that. Moving on. Far Cry 6 uh, has been uh, got a little video coming up, a little trailer from their uh, YouTube North America thing. It, feel, it uh, features our Breaking Bar Giancarlo Esposito uh, to be director, uh, director, dictator, dictator, el presidente Anton Castillo. Um, well, the mass population really doesn't like him from the looks of it. Um, but then again, it's Far Cry. What else is new? Now this little this little trailer is quite interesting because it's a father son interaction where father Giancarlo um, says to his son, "Hey, here's a grenade. Have a look at it. This is what it's made of. It has a body. It has explosives. It has a pin and a handle. The pin holds the handle in place. When you pull the pin, you make sure you're holding onto the handle because if you let the handle go, that sets the primer and boom in a few seconds." That's essentially what the trailer is. But essentially, I, this trailer sort of made me feel maybe they'll do it differently. Because we know Far Cry. This is 6 now. And New Dawn is technically 5.5, we'll call it. And But they're all typically the same in that you're generic 
main character so the the player can relate to them or imprint upon them or however you want to phrase it um and bad guy has the most character in the entire system because the bad guy is what's meant to drive you to play it and complete it so you can kill said bad guy um but this trailer made me think of something like what if you were the son what if you you wouldn't play as the bad guy because obviously you need a target but what if you played as the son how about that for an interaction of a game it'd be a hell of a change up for a far cry game um I just have a feeling it's not going to be, which makes me sad. Um, but interesting thought, and uh, it'd be nice to see. We will see if they they'll take that plunge. But I imagine you're going to be just a generic um, person within this resistance or rebellion or however you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Because um, like, who doesn't like Giancarlo? Like, if you've seen Bacon Bad, he's a very good character. He's a good actor. Um, yeah, so in terms of date, they haven't confirmed anything. They just uh, they just said, this is coming out. They haven't said any dates or anything like that. I hope that um, it comes out, well, not, not soon, because, like, you've got uh, Valhalla coming out, like, literally later this year so and i imagine that it's in their interest not to have it out like alongside that they'd probably wait till early 2021 which i'm not against i just i just hope it's different from every other bloody far cry because man there's only so far you can go like uh, cod's learning lesson now albeit they've had like 20 odd years of being able to rinse and repeat the same system but it was a system that worked because the whole thing that made the game different was your interactions with other people and how you engaged and how they engaged and shooting each other, and your weapons dictated that, and the maps dictated that. But like the, the people say, oh yeah, COD hasn't changed for years. Well, it, it doesn't need to change because it's got a good system. It was the fact that it just turned bland and boring. People, a lot of people didn't play CODs for the campaigns, which I did because I actually personally enjoyed them. Um, like I was really disappointed when like Battlefront One, the newer Battlefront One, not old Battlefront One came out and it didn't have a campaign i was like oh, that sucks like star wars like whole system whole thing about them is they have a giant universe that you can use and like they are pure story like they are so much material for story and then they didn't make one two did and two was a bit it was all right it was a story it would look it looked pretty um you had a strong female lead but it's just certain things where you're like it's it's cliche because it's like oh yeah you have a strong female lead who is who is a very good commander at her unit, and yet somehow she didn't know that she was part of a essentially a evil dictatorship where you hunted down rebels. You just saw them as scum, and that sort of mentality was like, oh yeah, I'm still a good person. And then later on down the game, you're like, oh, I'm a bad guy. We're bad people. You are good guys. You're good people. Oh, what do you know? I'll fight for you now. That sort of like threw me through that. If you're a bad guy, fucking own that you're a bad guy. All right. Jesus, like Voss in Far Cry 3. He knew he was a bad dude. He did what the fuck he wanted and he owned that shit. And that's the reason people love him. There's no cliche. Um, but for a thing where you're like, oh, I'm, yeah, I was like, I was like, let me be a bad guy. I would like to be a bad guy. And like, even if I lose at the end, it would be very satisfying to have that fight where it's just like, but, because like, so, like, but I think it's one of those things where like, oh, no, you have to win, and the bad guys can't win, so you can't be a bad guy. Well, fuck that noise, let me be a bad guy. So please, let there be a game where I'm the bad guy. Um, anyway, rant over. Speaking of Ubisoft, uh, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Assassin's Creed Valhalla 
Um, there's another uh, video out which sort of expands upon how their systems work. It seems to be a lot like, well, as of, uh, based on the name Valhalla, you can probably guess it's based on the Viking times. And it is about uh, when the Vikings were invading jolly old UK. Or should I say not so jolly UK? Because, man, that was tough times. Um, essentially, they're going through, you are a female Viking warrior named uh, Ivor. And you're going through the crusade, as it was not actually the crusade, but a, a crusade of the Vikings. Um, and basically, it expands upon, it looks like typical Far Cry, not Far Cry, Assassin's Creed uh, combat systems in terms of attack, counter, or inter interrupt sort of thing. Um, but the essential out of like you know how like Assassin's Creed games is very much uh, a lot of fetch not not fetch quests isn't the right word lots of towers all over the bloody place that you need to jump on the top of to get an uh, an eagle eye so you can uh, expand your map and uh, I'm hoping that changes uh, but there's a, a bit that where they expand on like the, they've got a system where there's the map of the UK, uh, and it's and it's separated by counties, from what I can tell, because you've got like Exeter in there that you'll see when it comes up. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, uh, for those audio listeners, there's states like Exeter, uh, uh, Exeter, I think it is. Um, no, it's Essex. Uh, it's Essex um, and stuff like that. Um, but it's like essentially an invasion. You capture a certain county, you get its resources. I'd imagine those resources help you build help you expand, and you either, yeah, you go to Essex, um, Gloucestershire, Leicestershire, how about that? They had some long names. I don't know if they're actually uh, they're actually accurate to what names they were back in those days. Uh, like, uh, God knows. Um, but, yeah, essentially it's uh, invade, expand, and from what I saw, they was mentioned like you could get allies within the, the other counties nearby. Um, so you could like maybe you could like choose to conquer all and be like, nah, fuck you, I'm doing everything, or be like, eh, I'm going to make friends and then we'll just share the pie, which is England. Um, that has been confirmed for November seventeenth this year. So as I said, it's like right last quarter of the uh of the year. It's unlikely that Far Cry Six would come out this year. I'm thinking, uh, especially as like um, typically they they separate out their their like AAA games. Um, so that, as I said, that's November 17th, 2020 for Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Stadia, again. Um, this one's an interesting one. So this is more like, it's it was, a, it was a game release, but it's not a game that you'd think is a game. Devolver Digital, the guys who, uh, they like um, Shadow Warrior, and uh, quite a few others, I imagine, but I know them for Shadow Warrior. Uh, they released a game, but it's not actually a game game. It's a game to facilitate you to have a different way of accessing trailers. Essentially, the way the game works is... It's a free game, of course. It's a, it's a very good marketing idea. I actually like this idea. It's essentially a first-person shooter where you are infiltrating a abandoned comic center... Uh, not comic center. Um, or how do they describe it? Convention center. That's the word. Convention. Uh, a convention center where essentially uh, the the story is it was cancelled for some reason and you as the main character like I want to see what happens so you have to go and investigate you well don't have to you want to go investigate to dodge the security measures that are there and as a result you can go visit and see these trailers 
So they've like there's a few that you see in the actual trailer that are recognizable. Um, like Shadow Warrior, you see Weird West, you see Discro. Um and yeah, I quite like the idea because it's like if if you don't know what you want to do at the moment, like I saw a serious Sam four um guy, you know, the headless guy that has uh two bo- a bomb in each hand and he runs at you go screaming his bloody head off even though he has no uh <laughs> even though he has no head. Those ones. Um yeah, so I imagine that Serious Sam 4 is probably going to be in there as a trailer. Well. I just didn't mention it in the uh, in the video itself. But yeah, that's out right now, free on Steam. You go, hey, if you want, if you know what you want to do, and you want to mix some some little gameplay with how about about viewing some trailers of upcoming games? Why the hell not? It's, it's a little bit of fun. So speaking of Shadow Warrior, the other video. So Shadow Warrior has been confirmed 2021. So unfortunately, it's not this year. Um, it is kind of, it, it does look good though, um, which all Shadow Warriors do and all that, all the new ones. Um, and I imagine they're using the same system because it was a good system they had before. It's just Shadow Warriors, just good old fun of good old Loang. Uh, essentially, it's another balls to the wall crazy epic where you have to save the world and you do so by killing something big and bad. It's a typical way it goes. It's good fun though. But yeah, 2021, unfortunately. Next, there we're on to not more game news, but more things that have happened in big games, existing games. That's a bit controversial. So, what's happened last week is the OK symbol. So that is a symbol where you have your in, your index finger and your thumb creating a circle, and your three other fingers creating your spaced out extended to symbolize OK has been removed from Call of Duty. Um, Another thing I hate about Call of Duty is that they fucking are shit with their naming schemes. There's like three Call of Duty ones now. I'm sorry, three Call of Duty Modern Warfares. And I'm just like, fucking mate. But the OK symbol was removed uh, as a hand gesture. Now, I never used the hand gestures in fucking Warzone or Campaign or anything like that. I never bloody used them, so I couldn't give a toss. But the reason for them is the reason for it being removed takes the piss in all honesty there are certain individuals that are scum and dickheads and i could say every mean word about them because they use it as a symbol for white power now this symbol was originally a 4chan meme that came about and then these dickheads decided to start adopting it and i'm like really so this symbol that has been used for years that is used in i'm pretty sure sign language and is actually used in scuba diving for actual things to say okay. Oh, well, pardon me. For scuba diving, if you're okay, you put okay. You don't put your thumb up to say th- that you're good because that means go up. Hence, okay. I don't know where okay originated from, but I know it's used in more than just saying like a, a normal hand gesture you use socially. It's, a, uh, it's letter F in sign language. Right, it's not in the same viewing angle that you would see um, for OK, but it is the same, literally the same. If you looked at it, so you so you say you got as OK, you're looking at the O, and then you turn it where your thumb is facing towards you, and the three fingers are spread out horizontally towards your face. That is F, basically. So the fact that it was removed because a select few of people use it in certain contexts as a white power sign. I'm thinking that it's like there's political correctness uh, and then there's political correctness gone wrong. Uh, like that is like that is a thing that is used for hundreds 
I don't, I'm not gonna say hundreds of years. I'm not a historian, but it's used for a damn long time. And allowing the very small majority of white pieces of shit that feel the need to sign this to say white power, like fucking, don't blame the symbol. Blame their fucking hands. All right, blame that individual. That is the individual that's scummy. It's not the symbol that was used for so long. In other words, that it got used by so many different professions and media uh, interpretations. Like it. it, it <laughs> It annoys me because I'm like, so you're telling me that if I made a post on fucking 4chan and used every single sign language for ASL, so for A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I made a post for every single one of those and said, this is white power for this state or this country or for this eye color or hair color. And I did, I, I found a way to make every single fucking sign in that, in the sign language dictionary be something that was mean essentially and people adopted it a very small amount of people people that go on fucking 4chan adopted it and as a result that meant sign like all those sign language signs got banned from fucking warzone would that be fair no because you'd be saying it's fucking stupid like why would you do that so how is the okay sign which is the most commonly used hand sign by fucking most people everyone understands what the okay sign means like every single person only people that are pieces of shit or that are aware of that there are people that are pieces of shit that use the OK sign as white power, would know about it. And I imagine that percentage is very fucking small. And if you went OK to someone, they would automatically think you're saying OK. Especially if you say it in, in, in the context of OK, which most people would use it in. So the people who use it in context of white power, you punch them in the fucking face, right? Don't blame the symbol. It's the context and them being dickheads. <sighs> okay. Don't punch people that are dickheads. I don't want to promote violence. I just feel that way. You know, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do or feel, but sometimes when pieces of shit like that, that think that their skin color is more superior to others, they need to fucking grow up. Anyway, that's me and my rant. I think it's very dumb to blame the symbol for individuals using it for what it is not intended and what has not been used for so long and then you're like, oh yeah, the people are trying to corrupt this. But then you give it, you give it a voice by adhering to it. You give it a voice by saying, okay, we're gonna ban, we're gonna remove this symbol because people are using it. People wouldn't know. Huh, I wouldn't know that 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 symbol existed. A racially profiled issue saying white power because scumbag whites are like, yeah, I'm gonna use it for that. I would not know that existed until Activision removed it and it became a news story. And that's when they gave that symbol a voice. So then every other fucking neo-Nazi in the world is like, oh, cool. I'm going to start using that symbol as that, as that. I didn't know that, but now I do. I'm going to adopt it. And then you've given more voice to those scumbags. It's, it, it's, 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 this game's a military shooter. You murder people as a standard practice in the fucking game. But that's, that's all acceptable. You can kill anyone. Oh, don't care about, we don't care about your race or anything like that. You just shoot them. You just want to make sure you live and they die. That's all fine. But use the okay symbol that is a, oh no, that we can't have that. We have to remove that fucking symbol. <sighs> anyway, sorry about that. Last, but not, certainly not least, because it is my favorite game. That I have not yet played and there's not yet else. Cyberpunk 27.7. So the CD Projekt Red lead PR manager, Radek Grabowski, has actually advised someone on Twitter that Cyberpunk 27.7 will not be on the Xbox Game Pass. Or at least there are no plans for it to be on the Xbox Game Pass. So, I don't know what that means for you Xbox brothers out there and sisters. But 
well, at least no, <laughs> no plans. So, yeah, that could be marketing speak, but why they wouldn't, I don't know. Like, um, we'll see. And that is everything for the week. There are probably other things that some of you might have known about that would like me to expand upon or something. Um, sorry, I didn't. These were just the ones that stuck out to me. And yeah, that is the the, the roundup, as we'll call it. Um, so as I said, uh, there will be a YouTube video that has my sources in there. Um, so if you want to check that, my YouTube, because I'm not a YouTuber, has not got a normal name. Not it's not like fucking KSI, where it's like, oh, you search KSI and you find KSI. For me, it's a whole set of string number strings. So you can find my YouTube on my Twitter, which is uh, uh, twitter.com a1mless. Nice and easy. Uh, I do occasionally stream on Twitch, so that's twitch.tv aimless uk. So that's actually all word, all letters. Believe it or not, just aimless uk. A-I-M-L-E-S-S-U-K I'm lucky on that one uh, It's funny actually, my name was something else originally, but I was literally, I hadn't been on Twitch for so long that my username got taken and as a result it was like five characters long so I had to change it, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take it as an opportunity to say it as a brand account and voila So, yeah, so that's twitter.com aimless, in my bio is my link to my uh, Twitter and my uh, YouTube and I will tweet on there whenever a uh, a podcast is posted, uh, so you can find this uh, wherever you like, uh, Spotify and um, YouTube. I am going to look at to getting on iTunes as well. So if it is on iTunes, great. If it's not, I'm trying. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for your time, everyone. By all means, tweet me stuff. Like if there's things that you want me to to talk about, include tweet them at me because I'm happy to discuss. And like go over certain things, or if you only want to feedback, I'll include a section where it's like, "Hey, this person says this about the sign language, about the OK sign, for example." Uh, I'm happy to play devil's advocate. But yeah, that marks the end of this podcast. Thanks everyone for listening and staying with me. If you are still here, um, I'll be back next week to cover the current week's uh, news. And yeah, hopefully you like that. If you have any feedback in terms of like what I could do to improve, if you feel I rant a bit too much or anything like that, by all means, let me know. I'm happy to take it under advisement and develop. So thanks, everyone. Have a good one. See you later.